Hello, Maverick fans! Welcome to another edition of the Mav Puck Cast with Jason and John. As always, thanks for tuning in and listening to us Babylon about UNO hockey and other random things. Thank you very much. Like what we're drinking! Like what we're drinking! What are we drinking? I am drinking... Other can- than our tears after that. Other story. than our tears. <laughs> I'm drinking Canada Dry Ginger Ale and Lemonade. Do you want me to... Can- do you want me to come up with a story about this? Well, we've no, got a number of Canadian Canada recruits, dry. but, you know, Grand Forks is near Canada. How about that? And the can is can. green. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. Mainly, I had kind of a, a uneasy stomach the last 24 hours, I don't, which I don't know why, but so that's why I have this. So, as I need a napkin to get the uh It's not a podcast if we don't spill something. Does it taste like Canada Dry? Yeah. It tastes That's like good. Canada Dry. I'm not really, I'm not really tasting the lemonade that much, but I, I again, I don't have the side by side comparison of just <laughs> regular Canada Dry and Canada Dry and lemonade. But if you like ginger ale, I recommend Canada Dry. There you go with lemonade. So what do you got? So I got, uh, I, w- I went throwback a little bit here. I've got a special edition from Fat Tire from New Belgium because I went to school there, so I'm a big New Belgium fan. And this is a Belgium white beer, so hopefully, it kind of worked with the Johnny Walker white against Arizona State yeah, that was this a year. Great so I'm series. hoping that yep. uh, a white beer might help white out North Dakota. Let's let's go with that. Let's see if we can. Yeah. So let's talk about our recent walloping. We played Denver <laughs> again, and we lost to Denver again. Luckily. These seniors, because it was senior weekend, Yes, the seniors get to leave having not lost every game to Denver. No, they tied. Tied one game to against yes. Denver. And then they lost the NCHC-induced three-on-three oh, three overtime. That was, oh, that was that so was upsetting. That was, was so stupid. That was, yeah. that completely 100% was a mental mistake. Well, it was, like, it was weird. Completely. Did you, I, I can't. I can't remember just, exactly which three were on the ice, but I mean, it was like they just watched him like skate in. It was. I mean, you were the forward was tracking him just fine. Yeah, we were fine until about center ice. Yeah, it was right in and the it neutral zone. You yeah. should have pinched. Like the idea was there, like ten minutes after it needed to be. Sure. Because the defense needs to slide over, cut him off. You pick up the middleman. Right. Like, this is standard three-on-three stuff. I know. Right? Like, you right. come over, challenge the puck, try to get a turnover. Yeah. You know, you want your forward on the backside so they can pick up the puck on a turnover. Sure. And they just they just weren't there. And he we came beat... in, and he he beat Evan on a good shot. And then it's But he should have never, never once had remotely that kind of opportunity to take that shot. No. But they, it's just but, so frustrating because the guys fought back. But in the record books... It's, it's a tie, tie. so we, so we, we right. got to give them that, yeah. But, yeah, it's just, it's frustrating because they were down 3-1, to one. they fought right. back, they really they got it tied yep. up, they played really well in the third period. They sure did. You thought they had a chance. Yeah. They held them well. We, I think we went two, they went like two and a half, three minutes before Denver had a shot in the overtime. Right. So, they put together a good five-on-five play, but... I was hoping it would go to a shootout. Yeah. That would have been great. Then you got Lucas Savage. I know. But he's just know. he's just one guy. Yeah, he worries me though. 
I know, right? <laughs> I just don't. Conley had a good, Conley had a great. I tell you, his whole weekend was good. He he deserved the first star. If we, I think if we win, you might give it to whoever gets the game winning goal. But I mean, he had two goals, two good goals against DU on Saturday. Former DU player who transferred to UNO. I'll tell you one of the coolest plays, and I watched this highlight a bunch of times because it just stood out to me in the first couple minutes on Friday night. UNO gets on a, a weird power play within like the first few seconds of that game. Yeah, there was a tripping call right off the opening. Yeah, and then there was during the course of that power play, there was Polkinen had this like just beautiful behind the back pass to Conley, and Conley couldn't finish it for the goal. But man, if they'd gotten that goal on Friday night, who knows what would have happened? But the behind the back pass was the the by Polkinen was I love that. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a fan of those. They don't work out. What do you mean you're not a... Uh, it seems like something your boy Weiss would do. It does seem something like that. It'd be something <laughs> fact, that Weiss would do that if fact, I was his coach, he'd be skating for. In fact, I thought it was Weiss. Yeah. And then I had to look. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, it was Polkanen. It was Polkanen. Yeah. He's rubbing off on kids, huh? That's right. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not... A, I mean, I... Usually, because typically, I think my thought is is that you have a better chance if you just do a, a pull up curve or you got to you got to be like careful that, so. because sometimes they do the the little you know fancy stuff and then it ends up backfiring yeah. on them. Yep. Well, because you you do that behind the back thing and you get a forward that fills the lane, and that's what Denver's known. Right, Denver and they fills lanes uh-huh. better than any team yep. in the country, I think. And they can intercept the pass and take it down the they ice do. for a score. Yep. They make you think it's there, and then yep. it's gone in a heartbeat. Yep. And yeah, and that's, I think what killed us more than anything else is, is with Denver, you have to make quick decisions. You have to Mm -hmm. make the right decision fast. And Friday night, I think we made the wrong decision too often. Yeah. And Saturday night, I think our problems a lot of times were that we weren't fast enough. I think that's, like I said, you know, earlier, that was the the problem with the overtime uh, with the three on three was, I think they made the right decision. They just made it too late and he had two steps on you. Right. Um, Now, some fans thought that that Saturday night performance was the, the best, team's best performance this season. What do you think about that? I respectfully disagree. I would I, I would disagree with that, too. Okay. I mean, it was look, it was great to see him come back. It was a good game. I'm not saying they game. didn't play well. Here's the thing. So, as you know, we brought our niece, Scotland, and her two brothers to the game. Yes, and she's supposed to be the good luck charm. Yeah. We had the monkey. I, the monkey's supposed to be the good luck charm, too. Yeah, well, we didn't lose... In ish. in ish, yeah. Well, what's the great thing though is that Scotland's mom was there. Okay, this was her first UNO hockey game ever. Awesome. Now you would think somebody that's you know related to us would have gone <laughs> to a UNO hockey game, but she didn't. And so Bridget tells me this, and I'm like, um, going into the game, I'm like, your first just, game, and you bring him to Denver. You bring him to Denver, yeah. Um, I was really worried that it was just going to be kind of a boring, dull game. And fortunately, it was pretty exciting. But it's always tough in situations like that because people know how much we like UNO hockey and obsess over everything else. And you don't want them to come to a game and be like, why the hell do they spend so much time following this team? That is the world's most boring thing. It's probably the way baseball fans probably have to deal with that a lot when they take people to the game. Yeah. I don't know. I've never I've I've taken a lot of people to their first hockey game. And regardless of what level of hockey it is, I've never had someone say. Well, this sport's kind of boring. Yeah, it's really it. It shouldn't be a boring sport. But I was concerned. I was concerned that it, you know, the score yeah. and the result might be like. And actually, ready. I usually get the best reaction 
Well, I took to someone to a game that ended in a, it was a one nothing overtime. Okay. Or, so um, there wasn't a lot of scoring. Wasn't right. A lot of... And I was kind of worried when I, right. when I took this guy there, cause I thought, oh, all right, he's not going to have fun because there's, you know, there's no goals and that's what I don't, that's the only thing that people, you know, care about. Sure. Uh, but he's, he appreciated, you know, the battle and he appreciated the, you know, and it keeps moving. And that's a big thing with and hockey. And the physicality there's a of lot the game. Of, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot that happens when nothing happens. Right. And so I think it just works out well like that. And I will tell you, both these games, even with the 4-1 loss on Friday, it was still a good game. That was a really good game. It was still fun yeah. to watch. Yep. Um, they I commend up. our guys. You know, they, they fought well, especially these seniors. You know, they've been through through a lot in, they in have. four years. And they have. And they have I really of... appreciate what they what they did to get on the ice to, to put the performance and then the hard work they put in over these four sure. years. Because after the, after the, you know, after how the season's gone, you didn't know how they'd finish and they finished strong at home. And it's, it's, you know, it's been a tough year for them. And obviously coming in, you know, you look at that, they came in the season after we went to the frozen four. So there right. was a lot of expectations to continue uh, that. Yeah. A lot of excitement about that. And it, it didn't happen for them. So these guys have, uh, these guys have been fun to watch, and they've uh, they've done a good job entertaining us over yeah. the last four seasons. So, and these are there's a lot of seniors that we were pretty close to, so we'll miss yeah. them. So. Yeah, a lot of neat guys in this class, and yeah, yeah, for sure. So, but hopefully they move on to to future things. Yeah, and it, I will say it all. There are some people are kind of it's it's almost like they're sounding like the seasons you know over already after last weekend we, we still have two series left spoiler so. alert we still have stuff to talk about yeah we still have stuff to talk about so north dakota playoffs yep and we can still make the ncaa tournament we still can make the ncaa tournament so we've got to win a lot of games to do it but... <laughs> against yeah, a lot of good the, teams but it's not. possible yeah, yeah. So we had a chance. Uh, we get, we had a chance to sit with two of the seniors when we went yeah. to the Blue Line Club dinner on Thursday night. Yep. What was that? Was that the twenty eighth, February twenty eighth? Oh, due dates. It was Thursday. Dude. Dinner with the Mavs. Dinner with the Mavs. It's fun. It was a good dinner. It was a good dinner. I wish yeah. they'd have dessert at the dinner. I don't think Gavin ever left there. I don't think that's on his diet, dude. But we learned something. Yes, we did. Like big, like big, mind altering, like earth shattering, <laughs> huge. I mean, this is like how this is not like front page news on the newspaper. I do not understand. I don't know either. There's a myth but that's been going around online for the last few years since Gabnet started coaching. Yeah. Gabnet doesn't like kale. No, he told us he really doesn't care for it that much. Cause I know that was our question that we were going to ask was, where do you get your kale? We asked him, and he, he said, said he really doesn't don't. really like kale. No. And we all kind of stood there like, who are you and where did you put our coach? See, this is this is the kind of stuff when we get, he should come on the podcast. We could learn all <laughs> kinds of really interesting well, things because he's a really so good guy. So how do you feel about broccoli? Yeah, how do you, yeah, we could we could go through all of the legumes. We could just you know, go legumes. through all those. Yeah. Yes, and Brussels sprouts and. Sure. We could ask him what his typical diet was, his exercise. Sure, we could. We could do all kinds of things. I don't know that that'll happen, but we'll we'll keep talking to the coach and see. What's I did going say, to... well, our cookie's okay, and he kind of glared at me and shook his head. So yeah, I don't think we're getting dessert anytime soon. I know. I eat, especially this time of year. I just I eat that crap all the time. All right. So here's what we're doing. This is what 
Do you think Blue Line Club people like listen to the podcast? Sure, I think. Uh, yeah, everybody listens to the podcast, right? I assume. Right, of course, probably. Yeah. All right, without a doubt. I think we should like. MI6 James Bond this. I think we should like sneak in contraband, right? You... <laughs> like smuggle in Where are you... chocolate chip cookies. Wait, for the players? <laughs> I don't care who. I just want to like smuggle oh, in a bag of chocolate chip cookies. You mean to the... <laughs> Break them out <laughs> right in front Excuse of Coach. Excuse me, to the happens. next dinner with the Mavs? <laughs> we could, this would probably imagine... get us banned, wouldn't it? Bridget goes to like... Uh... High V and just buys those, you know, the brown boxes of the chocolate chip cookies, the oh, yeah. oatmeal raisin cookies, and she just stacks them there on a table at the end and see how that see how that goes over. It's not going to go over well. We could we, just they could be homemade. So it's like, how can you like turn down homemade chocolate chip cookies, right? Sure. Oh, but probably could. Well, I, they probably could. They probably have some, you know, it's it's like, you know, at, at Halloween when your kids aren't allowed to, you know, eat the, you know, right. homemade looking stuff. So it has to be in a, so we may have to do like store bought on All that. All right. I got 10 bucks that says when I sign up for the dinner with the Mavs the next time I get an email back that says, <laughs> FYI, dessert desserts is not are not allowed. allowed. You cannot bring in outside food or That's drink. That's right. <laughs> but we got to sit with Freddie Olofsson and Lukas Bukta. Which is cool to cool to hear them kind of reminisce I, on their years because they had yeah. they had two seasons with Blaze at the helm and Gavin. two seasons with Gabinette at the helm and so it was really interesting to hear them reminisce on some of the some of the interesting things and the differences between the two coaches it was it was yeah it was fun it was fun to talk to them and they they both seem like really good guys we've talked about recruiting and stuff that was sure. the part that i think really interested me was the oh, yeah. difference that they had with recruiting yeah. blaze and and the experience they had and their opinion of kind of blaze and sure. the recruiting process because <clears throat> they were recruited at pretty much the same time yeah so that was that was really interesting yeah uh you know talking to them about that and and a little bit about you know, what they see of the recruits when yep. they come in for visits yeah. and things like that. I think that, you know, one of the things I want to do is uh, get with one of the, the freshmen next year or the current freshmen that'll be sophomores next year when we go to the next Blue Line event or something. Maybe get and, to sit with some of the younger guys and yeah. see, see, and what, see what, their what they say about Gabinet's yeah. recruiting process, yeah. you know, and take take their comments and and kind of compare that to what we heard from Freddie and Lucas well, you know, just to kind of get a feel for like, how's that recruiting process because, different? Because everyone has their own style. Yeah, because I, it's it's very possible that, you know, the Blaze recruits, my, a, a number of them might have committed because it was Dean Blaze, the, right. you know, the legend who won the national championships. With Gabinette, it might be, there might be different reasons. It might be because they, you know, you see in some of these recruiting port reports, a lot of them say that they feel home at the school. They mm -hmm. like the business college. You hear more about the academic stuff. And the institution itself, so it might be interesting uh, if we get a chance. You never know if we'll it, who will sit by next time. It could be a you know a veteran who's been around here for three right. or four years. But it's uh, fun to get to talk to those guys just to kind of learn their impressions because we don't always know those things about right. recruits. So it's pretty pretty cool. But that event is a that's a nice event. We had a good time. Yeah, and I'll tell you, we the, appreciate the Blue Line Club putting it on because it is a it is a fun thing for us to do. We really do. And one of the things I will tell you, one of the little tidbits that we learned while we were there. Other than Kale not being his favorite. That's right. Friend. Somebody asked the question because the coach took questions. Now, he didn't actually take the Kale question. We asked him that. We had to afterwards. ask him that afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. 
But somebody did ask him what the non-conference schedule is going to be next season. And we learned... Wait, that w- are we allowed to say it? Is that sure, embargoed? Right? I don't know. It's not embargoed, is it? I don't oh, know. No, say it in CN. <laughs> Should I say it? Let's find out. Let's find out. Well, we don't know actual dates for any of this, but we do That's know true. that they're going to be playing Wisconsin at home. Oh, boy. We're going to be playing Arizona State at home. Okay. Okay. We're going to be playing Ohio State on the road. Oh, good Lord. I've been there. That's actually a fun trip. When we were in the CCHA, oh, yeah? yeah, we went there. Oh, I yeah, because they were CCHA. 07, 2007. Yeah. Yeah. And then... That's when I haven't been to. I might have to go there. And then we get Maine and Alaska on the road. Those will be interesting. Which you were saying you wanted to go to Maine. I do want to go to Maine. I haven't... That'd be a cool no, one No, I haven't been to. to Maine. I've never been to Maine. I've seen Maine play because they came to Denver. Right. Back in the Paul Korea yep. days. Uh, but... They've I been to UNO a couple times. Oh, yeah? Yeah. They came during the first season. See, I just got to check the state off my list. Yeah. And hopefully it can be sometime when, like, during the NHL season, because then I can go I don't... catch, like, Rangers games. Okay. Oh, that'd be cool. Ooh, let's go see Rangers Jersey Devils. Yeah, Rangers Devils. <laughs> we you're... can go to a fight and a hockey game will break out. You're going to kill me. When we went to the, uh, <laughs> when we went to the North... It was either the north, uh, the east, or the northeast regional back in 2006. We had okay. a chance one of those days to go down with some of the other fans to uh, kind of the New York, New Jersey, go look New York City, and then mm-hmm. go to a New Jersey Devils game that night. And Bridget and I didn't go. Who were they playing? I don't know. Oh, well, I don't really care about the Devils. Oh, so. Okay. I don't think they were playing the Rangers, but. Oh. Rangers would be <laughs> See, cool. If you pass the Devils Rangers, then um, former, this might be the Mav podcast with right. Jason. And... So former UNO assistant uh, David Quinn coached the Rangers. But anyway, yes. getting back on topic, just in case. Tangent. I'll tell you, our Quinn Sebesta, who posts on the message board, was, you know, he's like, oh, I listened to your show for the first 15 minutes, and then you guys start to meander. <laughs> and I lose track. All right, <laughs> fine. So we'll we'll stay on message here. It's okay, funny because but... I have meetings at work, and we have a meeting about some topic. You know, yeah. It'll be easily 20 minutes before we even start talking sure. about that. We we start with our tangents. Oh, yeah. my work Yeah, meetings. I know. Whenever we go to client meetings, that's the way it is, too. You're there two hours, and you you know, you know barely talked about uh, <laughs> what's going on. You yeah, start talking about go, other stuff. Yeah. What were we here for again? Yeah, what were we? Especially if people know who know we like hockey. We'll start talking about oh, hockey yeah. for a while. All kinds of interesting stuff will show up. So, yeah, the Dinner with the Mavs thing was very cool. So if you get a chance to go next season, I know that they, one of the things Gabinette said at the Dinner with the Mavs is they're going to try to do more fan engagement stuff next season, Yeah, which I think would be very cool. And one of the things that I've heard them talk that they'd like to bring back are the Hockey 101s. And they used to do those at a bar and the coach would get up and break film and you'd have a player there doing an equipment demonstration. It was just fun to be able to ask questions and have them break down plays and talk about their, you know, philosophy and strategy during games and why they uh have the line combinations they do and why they have the certain uh formation. why they won't put together the line combinations i well, want well no yeah i a lot of people addressed your uh, uh <laughs> cws line that you want and for the people listening why don't you tell them who the cws line is the cws line is conley weiss and spinner yeah, so we because mentioned... we're an Omaha team. How do we not yeah, have, have the college a CWS possibility yeah. and have it on the? And NHL. so we mentioned that to Freddie and Bukta, and they're like, they laughed at us. They're like, who they would, out who would, loud yeah. laughed at they're us. They're like, 
who would center that line and who would back check. Oh, yeah. That was that was the other way. And then we mentioned it. Yo, no, the best part was that Freddie Freddie was like, Freddie goes, well, yeah, but who's gonna center that line? And then Bukta chimes in and goes, yeah, but who's gonna back check? Yeah, exactly. The uh, the defenseman uh, the defenseman uh, is worried <laughs> about back checking there. And then we mention it to Gabinette, like, after this. <laughs> yes. And he says the same thing. Who's going to center gonna that center line? line? Like, I don't know. Pick one. <laughs> I don't know. Spinner volunteered to. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Yeah. And then Absolutely. I. The, our friends, the Newbauers, had a sign created trying to petition yes, for did. this. they did. Yeah. Kevin Newbauer had that sign. I've only. I got two games left to see this come true. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, you know what? They could have done that during the three-on-three overtime on Saturday night. Well, if they don't back check, none of them are going to play oh, D. Well, we didn't back check anyway, so um, <laughs> I, I don't think we were doing that uh, particularly well on that when uh, when the goal was scored. So, no. yeah, put those guys in there and just see what happens. I even gave per- coach permission. I'm like, we sit right above you. You can just you know turn around and I could tell curse me and I mean, it was it was after that that he told us he didn't like Kale very much. So I, I know he probably doesn't like us very much either. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Hey, it was cool. He is a he's a good guy, by the he way. Is. So uh, yeah, if you if you get the chance to interact with uh, Coach Gabinet, he's a yeah. great guy. I, I, we also got to visit with uh, assistant coach Paul Gerard, who's a really yeah. really impressive guy. So that yeah, was and a lot of fun. People should uh, you know log on to Mavpuck and you know follow on Twitter and stuff. And you guys are always really good about making sure that that information gets out there yep. so they can see when those events are yep. and. When there's an opportunity, you know, if they do bring back that hockey 101 or something. Yeah, I'll try to do a write-up on the dinner this week, yeah. and we'll give some highlights of things that uh, the people who didn't attend missed. So hopefully they'll decide to attend next season when they do it, because I thought it was a really cool event. We had a yeah. good time. They talked about getting out with uh, the youth more this summer and yep. stuff, and in, in the fall and that. And I know my girls have always appreciated that when, when the Mavericks sure. show up and, and help coach and, and stuff like that. So Yeah, it's neat to have the big guys. Yeah coming you know, those are guys i see play yep other coaches have played so it's nice to kind of see someone exactly doing it, so all right what else we got to talk about next on our agenda jersey jersey right? auction yeah that was really cool so leap for cool. the cure did a fundraiser they yep. had each player wear a jersey in warm-ups and then auctioned them off and yep uh even the guys that didn't skate had their jerseys out there which was pretty cool and yep. it was a silent auction yep and then you walked away with Blankenberg blanks. You got blanks. Bro. Yeah, that's right. You ended up. You. you ended up with. We had it. You know, my my youngest daughter is a probably the head of Freddie Olsen's fan, fan club. club. Yeah, the youngest serving member, maybe too. She's a huge fan, so she. Uh, it was either that or we. So I was I was kind of at risk of having both of them for a little bit there. You know, Bridget bid on Smallages too. Oh, yes. And then she got into a bidding thing with your friend Kevin. Yes. And at one point, Bridget's like, I don't want to pay for... <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> for two jerseys, yeah. <laughs> well, that was nice of you to let Kevin have it because I that know... That was good. I Yeah, he's got a... He wears a lot of jerseys to the games yep. and I know he really likes it. So I'm glad he was able to get one. Yeah, and I think... Uh... I think his daughter is kind of a fan, so yeah, I think, well, that was a good one. I, yeah. I have a feeling it's more her jersey than his, but I'll have to ask him the next time I see him. We'll see. We'll see if he. Uh, we'll see if he lets her wear, 
wear that jersey because it's a, it's a cool jersey. He usually listens to the podcast. He'll probably send me a message about when we post this about yeah, what's going on with you're, the jersey. So you're, you're shaming him into might, sharing uh, the jersey now. We might need to tweet out updates on status of his jersey. Yeah, exactly. Um, we were. <clears throat> you guys were lucky because you got to see Freddie after because obviously there was no post game celebration. Right. So I did not get a chance. See, I was I was really hoping on Saturday it was going to happen because I knew you guys had Bridget has a silver sharpie. Yeah, we you guys have a silver too. sharpie, and I was hoping that Alex would come out and that we could grab him and have him autograph yeah, the, the sure number on the jersey. Yeah. yeah, we you know just being fans and stuff, we ran into Freddie's parents when we've we've gone to games yep. and stuff in Denver. When we watched the series there, right? Uh, and we've run into him some other times. Uh, yeah, his parents come so, to a lot of the games. Yeah, and yeah. we see him a lot when they're here, and they sure. I say they recognize us. They recognize my daughter. Yeah. Not that she gives them any chance not to. Sure. She's pretty much right up there. So yeah. Um, so she saw us coming down with the jersey, and you know she knew we were bidding on it, and so she was pretty quick to make sure that that Freddie signed it. Which and he, you know, class act. He really is. Like he wrote a nice little note to her about like thanking her for. All of her support over the years and stuff. So yeah, he wrote a little thing on the. It was yeah. cool on the number. Yeah, yeah, that was and then awesome. signed because um, he had asked where he wanted to sign. I'm like, well, sign it in the numbers because that's kind of that was smart. That was a good idea because I was wondering where because there's a like a, a white part. It's the those are those uh, Adidas Climalite uh, right. practice jerseys. So there's a white part up around the neck, mm-hmm. and if you had a black sharpie, I guess you could do it there. But this will this will be a lot nicer to have yeah. it on the number, which is a great idea on your part. So yeah, so that's where we had him sign it, and that I just I really appreciate him taking the time. You know, he's always been really good. Yeah, about he was... spotting her in the lines when they come out for celebrations, and she's you know always quick to kind of run over to him but he's never really felt he's never made us feel like you know we're no he's intruding or anything he's he's just a really really yeah really casual laid-back kind of player so that's what's cool about him and his like we said his parents yeah we've gotten to say hi to them in the lobby so they're really cool too and yeah it's uh it was just cool to get the jerseys now you know that you've got some of the jersey purists who were you know they were concerned because it wasn't you know a game-worn an actual game worn, uh, you know. Well, but and I, I do have what, a yeah, because I have a problem. Wait, I really wasn't. I'm still kind of irked okay. that it didn't have the names on the back of the jerseys. I know, but it, I know we. They said they said it was an NCAA thing, but I've got to find that regulation somewhere I because I have seen even the weekend before this. I had seen a team that done had done one of those jerseys off our back auctions where they played a game in a jersey and literally skated over to someone, took it off, signed it, and handed it to them. Like, I watched it on TV. See, so it's not a secret. And other players, other teams do it where they have... I know. It's one of those... I think they're, I think it's the whole better safe than sorry thing, which I which yeah. I'm, I, I don't have as much... Because the, the past several jersey auctions they've done, they just put... Right the numbers there. So ultimately you try to get them. I've, there's a woman that we know who's gotten like every Jersey that they've ever done an auction for. And so, um, she just tries to get obviously the signature of the player right. on there. So you get that whole thing, but it's, it's interesting cause you kind of have to keep track and sort of inventory what season those jerseys were. Mm-hmm. So, you know, which number went with which player, but yeah, I thought they were great jerseys. I thought they were, 
affordable at the auction, which sometimes some Jersey raffles in the past, I remember ones where, you know, the, the lowest Jersey was, you know, 500 bucks. Yeah. So this, you were able to get, you know, jerseys. For, quite a few that went in the 200. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was really good. I thought they were cool jerseys. So I was, uh, I was glad to have the opportunity and I know you were glad to have the opportunity. I wasn't sure that Bridget was going to let me get one. So I was pretty excited that she did. Yeah. I was very happy. I hope they do one of those things next year. I think they should do a a charity jersey auction every year. Yeah. Although, I'd really see them, you know, he talked about, and you mentioned that he mentioned this in the dinner, but, you know, increasing the fan engagement portion of it. I'd like to see them do the jersey off our back thing to have a ceremony where they actually give the the jerseys away to whoever wins them or something. I mean, that'd be a cool way just to, you know, bring fans out and get them right involved yeah to a certain extent it's always interesting because sometimes when they do it you know they'll there was one season if i recall correctly where they ended up winning a game the night that they wore the jerseys and so then i think they may have worn them a few times after that because they're like you know these we've got good mojo going with these jerseys and then there are other times superstitious there are other times too where you'll bid on the jersey and you don't get to take it home with you because they want to wash the jerseys because they've been worn during the whole game that's kind of the appeal of it is there (laughs) it's game more there's i I mean i know a guy who has a joe sackett an autographed joe uh sackett game worn jersey from a stanley cup game and it's in a, it's in some special casing that's like vacuum sealed. <laughs> He's like his sweat's still on it; it hasn't been washed. Okay, well, I will, like, I will tell you. There's a, there's a guy who goes to UNO games named Jerry Petty, and he was actually officiating your daughter's uh, uh, youth hockey game in the Maverick Stampede on Sunday. Yeah, and he has a bunch of game worn jerseys, a lot of them from former Mavs in the who played minor league hockey and NHL oh, yeah. hockey. And yeah, he's got a whole like routine for the game worn. No, you're not washing the game worn jersey at all. You've got to like, he has something where he just kind of like has a room where he kind of airs them out a little bit and might like lightly Febreze them from a distance. There's a whole like, you know, there's a whole like archival method to the <laughs> to the jersey thing. So he tries to get them in good enough shape, let them air out for enough months where he can you know wear them to games and everything else. It's it's, but you got to have the blood, sweat, and tears, apparently, from the players on there. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So we've got our... We started a new segment last week. The old, old Bowl, bowl and, New Bowl. Yeah. Although Bridget said we were supposed to call the, the New Bowl Future Bowl. Future Bowl? Yeah, that's what she told me. Until they're here, and then we can call them... Then we can call them New Bowl? New bowl. Yeah, there's a, I guess there's a whole protocol with that Plastic hashtag. technicalities. Yeah, exactly. All right. So, Future Bowl. Future Bowl. Why don't we just call them Cavs? I mean, that's kind of what a future bull is, isn't it, right? Yeah, right? Calf, Cav. Sure. All right, in any case. Yes, in any case. <laughs> Ranging terminology, tangent. All right, so who we got for this week? What are we starting with? Are we starting with the old bull or the new Start bowl? with the old bull. Let's start the with the old bull. The old bull. Okay, let's go with the old bull. The old bull is former Maverick Joey Martin. Joey! Yeah, and he plays for the Cardiff Devils over in Wales in the EIHL. Which, what is the... <laughs> you're wondering, what does the EIHL stand for? I don't know. European International <laughs> Hockey League? I don't know. Let's... let's... Are you looking it up? <laughs> um, yeah. I You know, I can tell you this because I watched... There's a... 
there's a YouTube channel that okay. I watch that has a lot of uh, hockey training information and stuff like that. And they're from um, the United Kingdom. And they the, talk a lot about how stands, there's not a lot of hockey. It stands for the Elite Ice Hockey League. And okay. he's had a ton of success over there. What's cool about Joey Martin, number one, is that he follows us on Twitter. So we're always partial to people who, players who follow yeah. us on Twitter. And he has had a great run with the Cardiff Devils. He's been there since 2014. And they play 50 to you know 55 games or so per season. Yeah, most of those European teams will play oh, yeah. mid-50s. This season he's had 29 goals and 30 assists. That's a good... That's a good That's production. A very good production. Last season, 27 goals, 46 assists. Yeah, fantastic guy. And uh, when I tweeted saying that we might mention him in the Old Bull segment on the podcast, you know, the Cardiff Devils Twitter right. account was very excited. And they said, you know, we refer to him as the greatest of all time. So I saw that. Did you see that? Yeah, you go. saw that because yeah. I, I, tagged, I tagged you in that. And then you got all the notifications uh, of that <laughs> coming up. But yeah, he's had a long career, and uh, he first came to UNO in the 07-08 season. And uh, the Blue Line Club used to have an awards banquet at the end of the season, and they would do player awards, and they would have people sponsor the awards. And I remember the Red Army sponsored award, and we we sponsored the Newcomer of the Year award. So it was the MavPuck.com Newcomer of the Year award. And uh, the very first year we did it, Joey Martin was the newcomer of the year, and I was uh, very excited. He was one of those small, quick forwards. We had a number mm. of those guys back in that era, um, and he did really well. He was always an exciting player to watch, and um, his final season was 2010-2011, and that was that was during the early, early Dean Blaze years, and that yep. was a year that we went to the NCAA tournament. That was a really good team. Yeah, that was a good team. Yeah, he did really well that year. He had 11 goals and 24 you know, assists. I like yeah, I like pointing him out just because I think a lot of a lot of casual fans, right? People that don't really know hockey, I'd say they kind of get lost on players who aren't playing AHL or NHL, right? Right, who aren't playing here in the United States, right? Uh, and I think a lot of people don't realize like how many leagues there are sure. around the world, yep. uh, and how many players are playing. You see. Uh, the Olympics and stuff, but you don't realize how many of those guys are grinding it out on, you know, low salary or no salary kinds of teams just to keep the dream alive and, and play a game they love. So Yeah, it'd be interesting to know what, what the experience is like playing over, over in those there, Euro yeah. leagues. Because a lot of players end up going over to those leagues. Yeah. And we'll talk about some more of those later. Yeah. And um Yeah, I was gonna say Coach Gavinette actually played in Sweden, it looks like. Oh, yeah. For a short time back in the, yeah. Yeah. Back about eight or nine years ago, so. So what are what about our, our calf? What about well, our future bowl? Well, we've got a lot of. We've we had, had a lot of announcements this have week. We had, have we had four or five announcements like in the last seven days? It's been a lot, hasn't four it? Four in the last week, if I. Yeah. That's what I remember, at least crazy who knows while we while a we're lot doing of this them pod, almost i think almost all of them were verbal commits weren't they yeah yeah um so that's a little bit we we play that with i play that with caution just right because a we, lot of those guys are usually two maybe even three years out and sure so there's some level of change that could happen with those kids they 
you know, there's changes to the program that they may not like and they decide they want to right. go someplace else. They Until they put their name on a piece of paper that says I'm coming here. I mean, you assume exactly. it and you want to go with it, but there's always that chance. Especially when you're looking at the like 16 and 17 year olds, because right. you know it's going to be a couple years. Now, the guy we're going to talk about today is one of those recruits from last week, and this is Caden Bolson. Mm-hmm. And he's an 18 year old out of Minnesota, Wilmar, Minnesota. I did a blog post on him, so if you go to the news section on MapPuck and scroll down, you can find it. But he's a guy who played for Shattuck St. Mary's. It's uh, one, of those, another kid one of those great Shattuck. prep schools, yeah. Jordan mm-hmm. Clare on the roster is from uh, Shattuck. Product, yep. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think Caden might have been in the building Saturday night. I was. I do laps, as you know, around the arena, get a little exercise, and I, uh, I saw a, you know a tall, thin young guy in a suit, mm-hmm. which that usually. <laughs> tends to mean uh, when somebody's dressed nicely and they're thin and in shape, it usually means they're a, <laughs> they're they're a hockey thin. recruit. And uh, he was outside 117, I believe, with Jordan Clare. Clare. Um, so uh, I wasn't sure for sure. And we're just like, did you go up and say hi? I'm like, no, I didn't go up and say hi. <laughs> How weird no. would that be? No, that's really weird and awkward. So, uh, yeah, so he's a recruit who had originally been committed. He committed at 16 to Minnesota. Right. And that was when Don Lucia was head coach there. And obviously this season, Bob Motzko's head coach. Yeah. And again, see, that's the, that's the thing I was just talking about. You yep. know, there's, there's changes yep. that happen sometimes outside of the control sure. of that student. And they decide that maybe that's no longer the place I want to go. So, and that's, you know, that's fine. He's, he's decided that, you know, UNO probably a better fit for him maybe. Yeah. In Minnesota. So I think so. Honestly, I think the, I, and I, there's I'd some say, debate as to when he'll be here, right? Yeah. I, you know, Elite Prospects says 2020 is when he's going to come. So, um, a season away. But you never know. Yeah. You never know. You never know what'll happen during the off season. Yeah. I mean, he gets a chance to talk to the coaches about what his plans are and sure. whether or not they want him here now or want him to spend a year or two. Looks like a big, tall forward. Yeah. It sounds like he plays well on both ends of the ice. So he's very. Uh, I saw some recruiting stuff that that commented on his his intelligence, his hockey IQ, and stuff. Yep. So that's always encouraging to see. Oh, for sure. So yeah, we're uh, it will be interesting to see if follow him. But like mm-hmm. I said, he plays for the Fargo Force. He was just traded uh, this season to this the Force. This season, yeah, not yeah, too long ago. With, play with the Des Moines Buccaneers. So. Um, it'll be exciting. Fans can, uh, I know a lot of fans follow the USHL and so it'll be exciting right. to follow him next season, but I'm, I'm always excited to, to follow the new recruits and it'll be interesting to see. We got a lot of guys are coming fast and furious. So <laughs> yeah, we're filling in. So we've got North Dakota. Coming. Yeah. Speaking of Fargo and the state of North Dakota, yeah. we've, uh, we're headed up to Grand Forks this weekend for our final, the final end, series. The last regular season. Yep. Series. Yep, we'll so have six playoffs points after that. at stake. Uh, when we get to the last game, you always have to talk about, you know, where we stand and who plays who. Denver gets Colorado College. Yep, we're rooting for Denver. We are. Yeah, because we can catch <laughs> Colorado College. <laughs> it's like everybody told me on Saturday night. You know, you're rooting for Western against St. Cloud, and I'm like, man, eh, I, I, I don't know if I'm doing that or not. Colorado College has 24 points. Okay, UNO so Colorado... has 18. We have so 18. We can so we catch can, them. We can tie them in the standings. We can get Did we six play them twice or only what? once? Did we only play them one series or did we play Colorado College twice? No, we played them once. 
Didn't we win both? No. Do we lose them? We, we split lost them. and we got a tie. A loss and a tie. Yeah. So and then we, did we, we can't did we, we can't come over because the, the first tiebreaker is gonna be head to head. So we'll lose. The I don't know. Does the the shootout win doesn't count in any of that? Does it? Because I think we won the shootout last November when we played them. Let me. It'll be a win. It'll it'll year. go down as a win and a tie. In the head to head. Would it for conference? For, for Colorado College, it'll go down as a win and a tie, and for UNO, it'll go down as a loss and a tie. So they'll have us on head to head. So we can't overtake them, but we can at least tie them in points. Did they win the shootout? Oh, or did we win the shootout? I don't know. I have to go back and look. Uh, you me, are you looking? I'll, I'll look. Yeah, sure. So Miami's are. We can finish seventh or eighth. Then that's where we sit. We need uh, Western Michigan to beat Miami, which hopefully Western Michigan has now realized that they're not as good as they thought they were since they kind of got their butts handed to them this last weekend. And they're fighting. Denver's in third right now. They're four points back at Denver, so they need two wins bad. Yeah, Denver, yeah. It's North pretty... Dakota's on their heels, so they could end up without home ice in the first round, depending on how games fall this weekend. Yeah, they could. So they're sitting in fifth place right now. Fourth. Western Michigan's in fourth. No, I thought you were talking about North Dakota. Oh, North, no, North yeah. Dakota's in fifth. North Dakota's 31 in fifth. 31 points. Western Michigan is fourth with 35 As it stands points. right now, North Dakota goes to Western Michigan. Miami right. goes to... We go to St. Cloud. Miami goes to Duluth. And Car College and Denver play again. Yeah, wait. Does... Wait a second. I think Miami plays Western this weekend. Miami plays Western. Okay. So we need is Western that, Michigan to win in, both games. Is that in Oxford? Uh, no. Uh, it's No, it's in... Yeah, is, it's in Oxford. Is it in? Okay. I think. You're right. Yeah, it's in my at Miami, Ohio. I'm just, I'm just going off the top of my head here. I do not have the, the upcoming schedule in front of me. So you've got Miami playing Western, and we play North Dakota. North Dakota's fighting for their life for home ice, so they have a lot to play for against us this weekend. And we need point. We do. I mean, which do you think is the more likely scenario here, that we we get a win against North Dakota or they get a win against Western? Miami's been, I think I, I Miami's been an interesting team the last couple weeks. They go into Denver and they get a three to one win. And then last week they were basically in a shootout this this previous weekend uh in one of those games against Duluth. Was it the Friday game maybe? I think it was unless, like six to five yeah. in overtime or something. Unless Western Michigan can turn it around. Uh the way they've been playing right now, right. I think that they I, I that they lose both games they they very well could at least at and that least would leave us i think that leaves us in eighth and we're going to st cloud but great yay i get to... because if they go to st cloud i'm going to feel compelled to go to st cloud if uno travels there for the first round of the playoffs because lauren's for there you. yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're just like are you, do we do we have in this to winter you're gonna travel up to st cloud well if I'm not going to go in a blizzard for it. I'm, in that instance, I'll you stay might. at home and watch it on NCHC TV. Well, yeah, if I get there and a blizzard happens to happen, I you know, I don't know what to tell you. But my, what I would like to see happen is okay. What, would what you I like think would be the happen. best situation for us is if Western Michigan beats Miami both games so that they don't get any points. Right. We find a way to 
get a Squeak point. Squeak out a tie or, or something, something against a win or something. North Dakota. Get a point. Get us into seventh. And then you're hoping go to Duluth. I think well, let, we let stand ask, up best against Duluth. You think we? But what if what if Denver could find its way into second place, and so we finish seventh and we go play at Denver? I mean, because everybody says that we play Denver. Really well this. I mean, I know we haven't broken through against them, but we didn't break through against Duluth either. We only played one series against them, but... I would take either of those. And I know a lot of people are in that, like, I don't want to play Denver again, because... But I, I kind of get think... the feeling like our seniors are like, you know what? I am tired of losing to Denver. And I think they, so, yeah. they may have the best attitude going in there. They might. And this Denver team doesn't have the superstars that, that kind of thwarted us in the past. Right. So that, that'll be an interesting to see. I Personally, I'd rather go to Denver... If you're if you're hoping they have a chance, then either of the you know state of Minnesota teams because I'd take Duluth. I think we match up well against Duluth. I think our talent sets, and I think we play well against the Duluth, even up Duluth. I don't mind going to Duluth. Okay, you just don't want to go to St. Cloud. I don't want to go to St. Cloud. I don't. Want, I, yeah, I'm. I'm just. <laughs> I know people gave me credit about this at the beginning of the season. I think St. Cloud is the best team in the NCHC. They are. They only got. Would they get? 49 of the 50 first place votes on the rankings yeah, this week. Who's the, like, who's the one guy who... Who's the one guy that... Oh, you know, yeah, mass. Know, yeah. Someone's got to say mass. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'll tell you right. I, I appreciate the guy because I like watching I mean, mass, but... I, I love I love how UMass is doing, yeah. but I got to tell you, I just feel like if you were to put them on a neutral site, you know, ice rink right now, I still think St. Cloud would take them down. I want to see that. I really hope that those two teams meet up in the tournament because I really want to see that would be what a great Maker game. does against St. Cloud. That would be a great game, but I'm worried UMass is going to be one of those teams that goes in there and they get upset by, you know, Air Force oh, or something like that. You I worry about St. Cloud being that way. Well, that happened I worry last, about St. Cloud that happened last going, season. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. Good. we got this. And, yeah. Th- that is too good a team, boy. If that happens, that would just be... And, if I were a St. Cloud fan, I would be just kind of distraught if that happened again yeah. this season because there's too much talent on that team for that to happen. But you're right. It could. It happens yep. a lot. You start thinking about the Frozen Four, you start looking ahead, and those little teams come in, they put together a game plan, and they take you down. I mean, the year that we went to the Frozen Four, I mean, you had... Mankato was the number one overall seed. I don't think people remember that. Right. And then they, they lose in that first game to Rochester Institute of Technology. R.I.D. And then, you know, all we had was Harvard. And we had and... Providence getting on and UNO yep. gets in. I mean, there were, yep. that year, there were upsets galore. There were There were some big upsets, yeah. So you never know what the tournament holds. And the same thing with NCHC. So every team's got a chance. Every team gets in. You know, we go, go on a run. These seniors really, you know, pick it up. Things click for them. They and have an opportunity. I'm win just the tournament. Hoping, I'm hoping you don't have the, the older guys looking ahead to playing in the ECHL or AHL, AHL, you know, that because there's, if depending on when the season ends, there's time for them to go do that. And that always makes me nervous every year that they're going to start saying, oh, you know, I can go start my pro career now. Right. Which I wish that they would adjust the season so that that couldn't happen. But regardless, so I hope that they stay focused. But well, what do you think? Do you think we're going to go into to a desperate North Dakota and beat them i mean we've had success in north dakota before but i this is a tough one because they've got a lot to play for they've got a lot to play for but i don't think they're as good as they have been in in previous years sure i think that we can find a way to get a point i think we can 
either split or if we're gonna do predictions here. Okay. I think I'm gonna predict a split. Okay. Uh, it may be a loss and a tie split. Okay. Kind of thing. That's okay. Like we had against the U, but I think yep. we get the point that we need to okay. get us into seventh. Okay. And we see where the chips fall and, and where we have to go. But I don't think to take it beyond our game, I don't think that Western Michigan's gonna lose both games against Miami. The reason being in the in the rankings right now, they are right. considered a bubble team. They are sitting, I think, fourteenth, thirteenth or fourteenth. You have to assume that at least sixteen is out with right. um what used to be called the Sunbelt Conference, but uh <laughs> <laughs> It's got Alabama Huntsville in it. I know. Uh, you've got to figure one of those teams gets in and takes a slot out of the 16. Right. And then all you need at that point in time is two more upsets in, in conference tournaments. Yeah. Last, or two last teams that were we below you that, yeah. to do better than you. Right. And Western Michigan doesn't make the NCAA. Right. And I think they're aware of how at risk they are. And I'm hoping that they will play better this upcoming weekend than they played in last weekend. See, I'm, I'm worried that, you know, the, the whole senior night we've, you know, had a tough season kind of like UNO has that Miami's gonna, I feel like Miami, for some reason, I just feel like Miami's going to split in that series and they're going to get three points out of it. That's my concern. Ouch. So UNO. So it won't matter what UNO does. I mean, unless we get two wins, that's the only way we get out of that. And still get into second. Well, I, I'd be Seven. happy. I'd be happy with uh, two wins up in Grand Forks. Well, yeah. When you, <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I, I know I'm. I tend to be the optimist in these predictions, but I'm going to say that we get swept. Okay. At North Dakota. I want to qualify that by saying I know that it's a team that we match up with really well, and it's a team where we've played. We've gone in there. And so are played you saying really well. before we get into that? So yeah. you're saying two losses, or are you saying we get a point out of it? I'm saying two losses. Two straight out regulation and losses. I okay. just, I don't <laughs> think that North Dakota. You think they want it. I don't know. And then this is where the black helicopters start swirling in my mind because I start thinking about the conference really needs North Dakota to find a way to get to the NCHC frozen face off so that they've got, you know, good cadre of warm bodies in those seats people buying beer in the near nearby restaurants and bars and things like that that you know they need those people coming but again i'm not going to go too black helicopter i'm not going to say that there's a vast conspiracy that will allow them to get home ice but i am going to say this and this is it's a tough prediction because keep in mind that points wise north dakota north dakota is kind of in a similar boat they don't get in unless they win right exactly Exactly. They need... They, they don't they need have to, enough points possible they between need to now play, and the end of the season. They need to play their way. They have to win the conference yep. tournament to make the NCAA tournament. Yep. So they need as many wins as they can get. So... And they need to put them... Yeah. Desire-wise, they're kind of... So you're thinking... I see what you're thinking. You're thinking, are they you know just going to be kind of lackadaisical? The only thing that they have to win is the potential... For having Western Michigan come to Grand Forks. That's what's on the line. Right. But that's dependent on, I mean, you have to hope in in that scenario that, you know, Miami takes a significant number of points in their series against Western Michigan this weekend. They'd have to sweep. Yeah. So, I mean, 
So I, I think that that's, that, that, yeah. like, that's my mindset going into this and saying that so we're going to get our point is because I, see, I think so they're going to know after Friday where I see Miami what you're saying. Sits, right? I see what you're saying. So they're, they're, they're like, if Western wins on Friday at right. Miami, and even if they beat us on Friday, that, you know, they might be like... Saturday's like a well, throwaway. I don't know where we're... We're going we on the go road. Anywhere. We're going on the road next right. weekend anyway, so... Right. Does it really matter? Whereas if... Where, where is North Dakota right now in the pairwise? 20. Are they? Okay. Yeah. I mean, so, boy, that... They're that... 20, and the last time I saw the numbers in random, the highest they can get to was 17. And okay. you got, at this point in time, you got to assume, best case scenario, 15 get in. Plus the one conference winner that's not in the top 16. Okay. Yeah, I mean... Yep, North Dakota's sitting down there in 20th place, so. And Bowling Green's looking like they're going to want a spot in there, so. <laughs> I know, right? And you've got Penn State at 16, so. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Guy Godowski's done a great job with that Penn State program. you got Penn State at 16, Notre, Notre Dame, Notre Dame at, at 15, Western at 14. That makes for an interesting weekend because those two teams, like we were saying, have a lot to play for, Western and North Dakota. Right. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I say we get swept. Okay. You got swept. I got a... You got a split. Loss and a point. Yeah. Hopefully three. Get one of those ties. Hey, it would be... Just a point. Just get us in... Get into the seventh. We'll see where the cookies fall. We'll see where we end up. Right? Yeah. All right. Anything else before we sign off then? I don't think there's anything else before they... uh... Other than to ask people to follow you on Twitter and Facebook. Oh, yeah. We'll Facebook ask, and... Yeah, we want people to follow Matt Puck on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, and you go can, to the website. Yeah, you can sign up for a, a membership on the mattpuck.com website, and you can post on our message board. And if you have an account on the Matt Puck message board, then when you visit the message board, it won't just say anonymous for everybody's name, so you won't have to wonder who posted the comments. You can log in, and you can see who actually posted the comments. <laughs> you know comments. it's Jason, that idiot. Yeah, it's, you know, every <laughs> comment's by uh, anonymous. Yeah, that's uh, that's exactly right. So, And you can find links to all of our social media uh, channels on mattpuck.com, and you can find links to past episodes of the podcast. And, and I know, like, people like to, you know, play drinking games during the podcast with different words or phrases that I say. So uh, if that doesn't make somebody doing a podcast uh, even more self-conscious, I don't know what does. But yeah, you can you can be happy to do that and you can uh, share your experiences drinking. Our podcast uh, will be celebrating its 21st episode next week. So it'll be able to do, you know, Mav Pug drinking games and drink with us on the podcast uh, each Are week you going to drink that. then on the podcast since the podcast <laughs> No, is I'm not going to drink on the podcast. <laughs> I'm 46 years old. I don't drink alcohol, so that's... that's I think it'd be interesting if you did. Well, I'm sure it would be very interesting if I did. I'm sure we get all kinds of uh, interesting content. Kind of the ratings for this thing would probably go through the roof at that point, but but no, not, not at this point right not now. All right. Yeah. So we'll leave you with that. We hope that the Mavs do well in North Dakota this weekend. Yeah. Be great to get. It'd be great to get a win or a tie, or two. maybe two wins. Yeah. And to that, we'll say good luck and go Mavs. Go Mavs. Mm-hmm.